Hello, I'm Matt Williamson. Let's talk about a crazy league-wide trend that applies to the Steelers. Scoring is down. And this is an article from Rich Rebar, who works with Sharp Football. And I've mentioned many times, their guy just came out. And he's more their fantasy dude. But he's looking at this amazing trend of how the league has gone the last couple of years. And it affects the Steelers dramatically. And, you know, the... I couldn't agree more, but the big words from Mr. Rooney are score more points. We got to score more points. That's the theme of the Steelers offseason. Well, he's right, but league-wide scoring is down heavily. So let me, I've referenced this a lot, but I have just have a lot more numbers, angles on it now after reading this. So bear with me because this is a 13-page article, and I, I bolded a lot of different things I want to touch on, how it relates to Steelers, all those things. But Rich starts this article saying, this is what you need to know. These are the four biggest bullet points about the league right now. So, even with 271 NFL games, that's an odd number because Bengals' bills didn't happen, if you recall. So, and that means... You know, this is the second year in a row now. There's been 17 games, not 16 weeks. You know, so that's a big deal. So even with a ton of games, 271 games, we still had the fewest offensive touchdowns scored in a season since 2017. Whole another week of games, and it's still the lowest, the fewest offensive touchdowns since 2017. This is interesting too, and I urge you to check out my article that'll be out either today or tomorrow because my article focuses on the Steelers and their defensive snaps that I project and usage, dime, nickel, base, etc. And one thing about the Steelers is they are very high defensively in terms of using base personnel, four defensive backs on the field, and dime with six defensive backs on the field. So they are light in terms of nickel usage. However, Across this, the entire league, defenses had five defensive backs on the field for a record 63.3% of snaps last year. So, average team is using nickel 63% of the time. I mean, that's really the new base, but the Steelers aren't one of them. You know, So, they've been either heavy or light where the whole league's been in the middle at nickel. Now, I often reference EPA, and that's expected points added. The league had its fewest expected points added per dropback in a season since 2017, which matched the lowest mark for the whole decade. Think of the awesome quarterbacks in the league right now. I mean, they're amazing, young, ultra-talented quarterbacks. But on a per-dropback basis, the league was lower than any time since 2017. That's a long time. Offenses also dropped back the pass on 60.1% of snaps last season, also the lowest rate in the season since 2011. So run-pass ratio was at his its lowest across the league in terms of throwing the football since 2011. Again, with these amazing quarterbacks, and it's a unbelievably high group of wide receivers right now. There's a lot of reasons for it, and do my best to you know, translate this for you. But I'm going to take a lot of these trends since 2020, because I'm sure you remember 2020 was the pandemic year. 
No one in the seats. Crazy year. Teams losing players left and right. The Broncos playing a receiver at quarterback. But that 2020 season ended up being the highest scoring season in league history. But since then, things have gone down dramatically. So just these last three years, and Rich mentions in here, we no longer can blame the pandemic. You know, in 2021, there were still um, guys being tested positive or last minute notice. Well, that didn't really happen much last year. We're out of the woods, knock on wood on that. But combined points per game, both teams' combination of of points, 2020, it was at 49.6. Again, highest in league history. 2020, it was at 46 exactly. Last year, it was all the way down to 43.8. So think about that. That's a whole six points less per football game from two years ago. I mean, that's crazy. Offensive touchdowns. 1,403 in 2020, 1,345 in 2021, which was the first game of 17 games, and all the way down to 1,237, 1,237 touchdowns last year in the whole league, offensive. Crazy. I mean, it's all the trends are unbelievably low. I mean, touchdowns per game offensively, that is the best way to look at it. Three years ago, 274. Two years ago, 2.47, 2.47, last year, 2.28. So all these numbers are remarkably lower. And I'm going to spin off here real quick because I talk about this a lot and I think this backs me up more than ever. But I think, and I tell you this all the time and please never forget it because deep down, I think the league is concerned slash has a problem that the defensive linemen in the league are just way better than the offensive linemen. I can't say that with any more certainty. You know, and if you listen to those top 10 lists from edge and defensive tackles I did yesterday, they're loaded. When we get, if we do offensive linemen, the 10th best guy isn't going to be close. The first best guy isn't as good as the first best defensive tackle. And that really skews things. And you'll see, if you keep that in mind through the rest of this conversation, I think you'll have a better feel for where the league is right now. So, other things here that I've bolded. Um, penalties. This is a big deal to me too. And this goes back to my point is I think refs are throwing far, far fewer flags because offensive linemen need to hold. To generate offense, they need to hold. They need to cheat. <laughs> and I bet we see sack numbers down next year. You know, you, you complain about TJ Watt getting held all the time or James Harrison back in the day, you know. I think it gets worse because they're going to know all these league numbers about scoring being down. Anyone that plays fantasy is like, boy, my team's not scoring any points. I still want, you know, like people want scoring, but the blockers can't hold up. So penalties per game, like between 2017 and 2019, it was like 13 and a half penalties per game. Last year was at 11.1, and the yards per game is only at 92.2, which is way lower than any other time. So they're not even calling penalties to try to help, and they still weren't able to score. There were just 1.7 offensive holding penalties per game, the fewest in a season for the last 30 years. Despite that, the league's sack rate was the highest it's been over the past three years. 
So it was at 5.9%, 5.7% the last two years. And the this past year, it was at 6.4. I know that doesn't sound like a lot, but it's a ton. So they're not calling holding. Still, the sack rate is super high and points are down. I'm just telling you, D-linemen are way better than offensive linemen. So let's... Uh, Let's take that quick break and we'll come back for some other notes here. Again, a lot of this is really Steeler oriented too. Okay. I mentioned this before, just to reiterate it, we opened the show. Defenses had five defensive backs on the field for a record 63.3% of the snaps last year. The Steelers weren't one of them. They were near the bottom of the league in nickel. Teams have blitzed on roughly one-fourth of snaps the past two seasons. Okay? Nearly 5% decrease where they were a decade ago. Less blitz. Still more sacks. When teams did blitz last season, quarterbacks posted a 95.6 rating compared to an 86.8 rating when they were not blitzed. So teams are also handling blitz better. But deep down, I think you don't have to blitz as much because my guys are better than yours. Um, Where's some other stuff here? Okay, here's another Steeler nugget. As I've told you before, the league is really trending towards take away the big play, too high safety, zone, come up and tackle, force you to have 12, 13, 14 play drives, less man coverage. What have we been talking about all offseason for the Steelers? Boy, it sure looks like more man coverage. They are zagging again against the trend defensively. Less nickel, more man. That's not what the league is doing. So it's risky. I mean, we'll see if it happens, works or not. I'm not saying it's good or bad, but that sure looks like the plan. So to back that up, Teams played man coverage on just 24.4% of their snaps last year, after the last two years being 27.9 and 30.8. These are big drops. That's like 3% per year from 2020 to 2021 to last year in terms of how much you play man coverage. That, that is a huge trend, huge trend. What else we got here? Okay. I've also told you, expected points added. I mentioned this before. This is just reiterating. It's the lowest EPA per drop back since 2017. Now, this is interesting too. Offenses threw the ball at or behind the line of scrimmage at the highest rate last season while simultaneously throwing the ball 20 or more y- down, yards downfield at the lowest rate. Now, one doesn't have to happen for the other. Obviously, the pie is only 100%. And if I throw a lot more of them at or behind the line of scrimmage, the rest of the pie dries up quickly. But that doesn't mean you still can't throw bombs at a higher rate and just ignore the middle of the field or whatever. Kind of sounds like a Steeler thing, doesn't it? Uh, <laughs> there were just 161 touchdown passes on throws 20 or more yards in the air last year. The fewest in the last 10 years. Again, tons of sing- double high safety. Don't allow the big play. Now, thing I want to take us to a next level with with the Steelers is, and I'm not sure I can find these numbers or not, is how much too high did the Steelers see in the second half of the season? You know, they're starting to run the ball well, rookie quarterback. They do run a lot of goes. The defensive 
coordinators say, we're going to make the Steelers sustain long drives, which they did really well. Didn't always result in touchdowns, but they sustained long drives. Or did they start crowding the boxes a little more to start s- slowing down Najee and Warren and the Steelers still ran well? So I'm curious to find that next step. Uh, here we go here too. This is interesting as well. So time to throw has gotten a little longer the last three years, 2.73 to 2.76 to 2.8 seconds to get the ball out of your hands. But the sack percentages have gone up dramatically, as I mentioned. So more sacks. I think some of that, though, is just athletic quarterbacks are going to hold the ball a little bit more, try to make a play. You know, Russell Wilson early in his career took a lot of sacks, you know, things of that nature. So I think that's more based on what type of quarterbacks are in the league. But this is what he says. Quarterbacks held onto the football at the longest rate over the past decade per pass attempt. So it's coming out of their hands later, despite, as we just said, 20-year, you know, the deep balls are less frequent and throwing at or behind the line of scrimmage is up. So even with the athletic quarterbacks, where teams are targeting is quicker and shorter quick game. But still, they hold held on to the football at the longest rate over the past decade in per pass attempt. I think this is really interesting, too. Points per drive with a sack is, I was telling you this before, sacks besides turn, turnovers, the worst thing you can do on an offensive drive is take a sack. Teams score 2.15 points per drive on drives they do not take a sack. Under one point per drive on a drive they took a sack. I think that's drastically different. With touchdowns, if you don't take a sack on your drive, the average NFL offense scores a touchdown on 24% of their drives. If you do take a sack, the average offense takes a sack on 8% of their drive. And they'd say it here. The only thing worse than an offensive possession, uh, only thing worse on an offensive possession than a turnover is taking a sack. Over the past five years, avoiding a sack nearly doubles your scoring chances on a drive while more than tripling the odds a team will score a touchdown. It's bonkers. So as a counter to how defenses are playing, teams have started to run the football more again. Steelers are a perfect example. Look at the Giants, the Bears, the Falcons. Offenses dropped back to pass on 60.1% of snaps last season, the lowest rate since 2011. I think that's crazy with the quarterbacks in the league right now, because it's working. You can run against these lighter boxes, against these two high safeties, and it's is a little easier on your pass protection too. Still, you know I'm a big EPA person, expected points added. Efficiency, that's all that really means, is in the running game has gotten better, but it's still running the football on average, the every carry in the league still had a negative EPA, slightly. It went from negative 0.07 to negative 0.04 to last year, negative 0.03. That's very minimal, but it is getting more efficient to run the football, but it still isn't as efficient as passing, which is going to bring us to Steelers here a little bit too. Like this foundation running game we always talk about is great, but the next step has to happen still. 
Um, we already mentioned the teams ran the football more last season than in any year since 2011. They also did so running against the highest rate of light boxes and subsequently the lowest rate of stack boxes over that span. People aren't putting extra defenders in the in the box. They're playing too high safety, not one. This is a big niner note, and I kind of mentioned this in my upcoming article. Offenses still only use 20, 21 personnel, two backs, one tight end, on 8.2% of their snaps. I mean, that's the only time, remember growing up, I mean, if you're my age, two backs in the backfield all the time, one tight end. The league used it at 8.2%. But that's the first time it rose since 2006. It's always been going backwards, get more receivers on the field. Now, get use check on the field. Get Ricard on the field. This is not a coincidence. If you're going to get lighter boxes, I'm going to stick a fullback out there. Interesting. I'm not suggesting the Steelers should do that, but the league is putting two backs in the backfield more. Teams not only ran the ball more combined with this def- defensive approaches, but allowing offenses to average 5.5 yard, 5. yards per carry, the highest rate in league history. So let me say that again. Offenses averaged 4.5 yards per carry. Every time the ball was rushed, on average, gained 4.5 yards last year. The highest rate in league history. (laughs) I think it's crazy. And so that's pretty much all I got. But I know there's a lot to digest there. Maybe suggest and listen, you know, rewind and listen to this thing again. But there are massive tidal wave trends going on in the league right now. And I think the Steelers benefited from a lot, but also showed, well, not showed, but I mean, certainly will have to continue to adapt. And the Steelers defense to me might even be more interesting than the offense in that we're going to still blitz a lot. (laughs) The pass rush should be better. And that's a very prominent thing here. Looks like they're going to play a lot less zone than league average, and they did last year. And they're going to play single high safety instead of two. When you have Minka, maybe you can pull that off, and maybe the defense gets really difficult to play against because you're doing things differently in an old-school manner. So I think all that's interesting when you compare it to the rest of the league. And we'll see how it goes. Again, I'm not saying it's a good move, a bad move. I just think it's a gutsy move. All right, thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.